Welcome to episode five of the Off the Witness podcast. Today, I get to talk to Marianne Stancil, friend of mine. We talk a little bit about everything, her life, traumas that she's went through. We even do a card read. We were also having a little bit of audio issues. The quality's not the best until the very end when we actually got disconnected and reconnected. But either way, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Off the Waitlist podcast with Marianne Stancil. Thanks for coming on. Really appreciate you taking the time out. Uh, what what I do with everyone to kind of introduce them yeah. to to the pod is uh, have you share your life story in a minute. So you have okay. sixty seconds. I time you. I'll put up a ten for when you have ten seconds left, so you know. Okay. Um, and so go ahead and take a deep breath in. Let's do it. Three. Two, one, go. <laughs> um, so I was born in San Francisco, California. I'm an only child, but I did have a sister who passed away when I was four. She was four years younger than me. My parents divorced when I was about 10. And I basically like grew, um, was my own like mom, dad, whatever, as I was growing up. Um, my mom and I moved up here to California, uh, moved from California up to Seattle when they um, were just separating. And it was like a huge like shift in my life. And, you know, my mom was um, really went through a lot of like depression. And so she wasn't there for me. So I sort of like raised myself. She was there, but not fully present for me. And so that is where um, I think in college, and afterwards, I sort of um, realized a lot about myself. I have been married before, and also. Uh, oh! <laughs> so bad at that. <laughs> no, it was great. It was great because okay. uh, it's funny because people either don't realize how long a minute it is, or a minute yeah. is just way too short. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. but that's why we have the rest of the pod to kind of dive into. Okay. What we <laughs> I was like, I know I'm going to struggle for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that was, that was great. It, it also, okay. it, it gives me insight into what's important to you. You know, like mm-hmm. you spent the first 30 seconds talking about family and what that means to you. And so I know that family's deeply rooted into who you are and like building you know, that foundation and how important that is. Um, it makes sense why you do what you do. <laughs> um, uh, so for those of you who don't know, this is Marianne. Uh, she's amazing. Why don't you now, now that we know a little bit of your life story, why don't you tell us a little bit about what, what you do? Sure. Um, so my name is Marianne Stansel. I live in Seattle, Washington. I'm an intuitive energy practitioner. I'm also a nurse. Um, I help people as an intuitive energy healer to connect with their soul space so that they're able to release blocked emotions, energy, 
And then hopefully that will um, trigger an awakening to happen within them. And that awakening can be like multitudes of different levels of awakening. Um, I use different modalities of energy healing in the process. But when I'm working with clients one-on-one, it's taking them through this um, energy healing meditative um, journey for themselves, kind of creating that portal using my voice and then focusing on their chakras um, infusing energy healing, um, using Reiki and earth energy, uh, crystals and sound in a group environment. I add in, uh, some embodiment flow and that energy healing meditation as well. That's so cool. I have personally done, uh, readings with Marianne and she's absolutely great. I get so much insight from her every time I do it. Uh, with that being said, well, let's just start from the beginning. Like, what what would you say you were like as a kid? I know you kind of mentioned it in your intro and in that you kind of had to grow up really fast and, and kind of yeah. um, kind of may, maybe fend for yourself. And that's isn't the right phrase, but kind of kind of take care of yourself in a lot of ways. What like mm-hmm. what were you like as a kid growing up? Were you similar? Were you different? I was fully different. I was like, uh, adventurous. Um, I get into like random trouble. Um, I remember like, uh, there'd be times where my friends and I would be playing, um, with my dad's car and we, um, put it into neutral and it hit the garage door. So like things like that, or like I called 911 with my friends and we were like, little kids like probably like seven and just having fun and we didn't realize the cops would actually come to my house and be like what's going on here so just like you know random <laughs> like whatever oh my god <laughs> so um yeah and I was like all into like magic my imagination was just like skyrocketing you know like being an only child the majority of my life I sort of like played with um all sorts of things to get me like preoccupied right. and stuff. To like that, stimulate yeah. your brain and your imagination. Yeah. That's yeah. so great. So you've always kind of had this like magic side of you, this manifestation side of you, even as a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think like uh, I was always scared of the dark because I always felt um, just like, now I know it's like more like spirits and different energies, like mm-hmm. connecting with me at the time. I didn't know what really what was, mm-hmm. what it was. I was just scared and I was brought up in a Christian household. So I thought, oh my gosh, anything that's coming across me is like bad, bad, bad. So um, yeah, the majority of my life, I would say I would either have the lights on or the door open or I slept with my mom. Like I just could not sleep that night. Yeah. Um, but now I know like what that is and how to like work with it and like that it's not bad, you know? Um, so there is like a moment where I just like shut it all down. Mm. And then I always felt like, Oh, there's like just something missing, you know, like going through my big growth period, um, being in that like verbally abusive, emotionally abusive marriage. I, at towards the end of it, I was really looking to like, grow internally and then from there I think it sparked additional interest and I was like there is something else missing like the therapies that I've gone through and did it wasn't really fulfilling me and when I got into like the fitness journey 
there's still something missing and that's when the whole like spirituality aspect came in and I sort of like um, started to create what I believe in and um, realizing that there's not like one way to do things there's just this openness um, about the universe itself so well that's that's so interesting because you mentioned as when you were a kid you didn't know what it was but then as you get older and you kind of have these life experiences it's not necessarily like a spiritual thing but you can put a name or a phrase or a thing to what you're feeling and it just kind of clicks right like oh mm-hmm. i'm, I'm mm-hmm. actually manifesting what i want or what i don't want mm-hmm. and when mm-hmm. you kind of give an when you kind of give an entity a name or an identity it makes more sense it clicks easier right and so yeah yeah and i think like uh also not um being i i've learned also to be more aware of how i'm kind of identifying things and labeling things because then you can also uh label things and give it more power like fear absolutely like that you know like that's where we all get caught up with like fear and doubt when we start naming it when we start like feeling into it and believing it is so real then it just like really takes over our minds for sure that that Um, you give it the truth that it needs to exactly over yeah 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 um going going back to what you mentioned so it sounds like your, this journey into this more of the spiritual world is kind of recent. You mentioned it kind of started when you got a divorce. I don't know if you're comfortable talking about yeah. that, that part of your life and how that, that transition from going to, from this marriage that wasn't necessarily best for you into, like you said, into kind of fitness or into therapy, I guess, and then into fitness and then into the spiritual world. Yeah. Um, So I guess like in college, like I think that was the time where I was sort of exploring a little bit more of like, what do I believe in? Because I was raised in a Christian household that's a little bit more structured Um, and nothing wrong to religion. Uh, I think just for me, I've always thought like sort of outside the box, like there's something more to life than just like what we're doing or um, how can it be X, Y, and Z? How can like only certain people go here and certain people go there? I was like, that doesn't make sense to me. Um, and so like in my marriage, I was like, just, uh, also taken to a place where I was stripped of my own identity. And I like really lost my sense of like who I was, um, what do I like, um, that whole self-esteem that was already teetering and tottering with like my parents getting a divorce and seeing like just the trauma there and just like not having that self-esteem as much um, compared to what I had as a child. Um, I think it it even like dampered down to like pretty low point. And I think when I went to nursing school is when I was like, oh, wow, I can actually do something for myself. And um, that's when sort of things shifted. And I think um, I just started to explore more. And once I like left that marriage, that gave me a window to do things for myself more. Um, but I also found myself in another relationship that was, um, different, but like manipulating. And so that was like another turning point where I like learned a lot about myself. I started to stand up for myself more in that, in that last relationship and really explore a lot about my spirituality. Um, 
it's where I met a friend who told me about Reiki and how she went through this experience. And I was like, so intrigued because mm-hmm. um, I always like believe that like, um, we all have that ability to provide healing touch to someone and like being a nurse. Um, I've been a nurse for like almost eight years. Um, uh, that was like, I sort of switched careers when I became a nurse, but um you know, just like interacting with patients and things like that, um, the human touch can go so far for someone in healing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the intention that we put in when we're providing that healing for someone. So yeah, I would say um, it's recent when it, everything sort of awakened for me. And I think right. like, I was like, whoa, things are like clicking more than they used to. And I think that is sort of like what I needed this like whole journey, um, even though it like, there were like massively like sucky times I have to say and like hard times where I just thought like oh life just sucks like this is like not what I want but looking back I think it gave me a way for me to be able to provide a service for people that I'm doing right now yeah I think that it's very important for someone who's of service of people to kind of understand what it's like to go through trauma and understand Mm -hmm. so so you can be both empathetic and sympathetic versus kind of like knowing in your head what it might feel like versus like I've been through something similar and and Mm -hmm. being that helping hand and that kind of guide that I think you're great at it's it's no it's it's not a coincidence that you're a nurse also, because I think you have just this heart that wants to help others. And so I think that's such a, such a great, great quality. Um, not to get too deep into it. Yeah. Like what are some, what, what were some signs? Like, Cause manipulation can be tricky, right? It can be, mm-hmm. it can be hard to identify. Mm-hmm. what were some of the things that you noticed that were like whoa like hang on this is this isn't right you know I think and, were, and you don't need to give examples or anything yeah like that, yeah just like general where it's like um putting you down in it in a way um you hear it and you're like oh that's not so nice but then like sugarcoating it with like love and um being like you know you're in this relationship um and you know i need saying to me like i need like your love and your support but using it to like his advantage for like getting what he wants and rather than like looking at someone else's perspective and um i think there were like a lot of different signs where it was just like wait a minute i don't think this is like what I like the type of relationship that I want to be in but I also saw like there was potential for healing but then it was just like getting too deep and realizing I am like getting back into like the same thing that I was in before Mm -hmm. um but I think it's like hard when you're like getting to know someone to see all of the red flags even though maybe some of those things could pop up pop up right um yeah, but I think manipulation can come into like many different forms, like using it where um, uh, in the form of like controlling um, and, um, and in the form of using words to kind of twist things a little bit and making it so that, you know, 
for someone who's like a nice person, if you feel bad, you genuinely want to like help out right. that right. person. Um, you don't want to feel bad because it, it makes you feel guilty. If that right. all makes sense. Right. No, it makes perfect sense because as someone yeah. who might be a manipulator, mm-hmm. they can kind of sense where they could take advantage whether it's consciously or unconsciously yeah right like they they have a they have this way to kind of exert their power whether it's through action or words to make the other person feel bad or feel Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. even feel a certain way not necessarily you know because we can manipulate people to feel good yeah you know and so uh there's just usually a negative connotation to manipulate. I mean, it's never good yeah. to manipulate a person, but yeah. um, I think that's, I think that's really important, especially for, you know, someone who's listening, who might feel like they're in a relationship that might not be so great just to hear someone talk about it so openly. So just thanks for, Thanks for sharing that. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it takes like, I think when you're in that type of situation, it does take some time to leave and um, kind of have to be in that right, um, like mind and your soul needs to be ready to, because it is a lot of courage to leave. Totally. I think um, the first one I sort of left and I was like, I'm doing this. The second one, I had to be a little bit more calculated and have certain mm-hmm. things planned out in order for me to leave because I was like if I don't then it's not going to work out so it just depends on people's situation and like the support that you have um yeah yeah uh I know that you do your fitness instructor as well um Mm -hmm. it's one of many hats that you wear what was your first experience in fitness uh it was at core power I'm trying to think of the year. I want to say it was like maybe four years ago or so. I uh, got into yoga. I was never a yoga person. I could never like sit and do all those things. My mind would be racing and I'd be like, this is, I can't do this. But something I think, I I think maybe my soul was ready to like slow down a little bit Mm. and see all the benefits of it. And I was looking for connection too. And I found like fitness is such a great way to find connection with people. You're in the studio together. You have this like joint commonality. And then, um, yeah, from there, I signed up for the teacher training and started to teach some classes there. I really enjoyed that community aspect of Mm -hmm. making people feel really good and making people feel that they can do this, um, that anyone can. Um, You don't have to fit like one mold to be able to do a class. For sure. For sure. Uh, so when did you realize that it was something that you could do as like a side hustle or potentially a career? Um, like, like, did, was it something like when you took your first class, you kind of vision, like vision, oh, I could see myself doing that. Yeah, I, I think that's how it happened. I was just like, oh, you know, I, I really enjoy doing this. I love putting together events. Um, I just like, just the energy that you feel when you're with the class that you're teaching is like a very different experience than other things that you do. You can still create that from like, and I feel that when I'm like doing like meditation classes and stuff like that, it's just that group, being in that group and like um, feeling the vibes of everyone. Um, 
yeah, so it just went into that and then it just slowly shifted um, like out of the fitness industry into more energy healing and um, yeah. It just fit, it, I, yeah, fit a different pocket, but still community building and, mm-hmm. and, and supporting and reaching out. And, yeah, exactly. How long have you been a nurse now? Uh, for almost eight years. Oh yeah. Eight years. Wow. So that, that was the first thing that you kind of dove into as far as like helping people, helping community and things like that, would you say, or? Well, yes and no. Like out of college, I worked for a nonprofit organization because, and then from there I went into HR and then from HR, I was like, I definitely want to do something with people. I was Mm -hmm. so sick of doing stuff over the screen. I like flexibility. The nine to five just is like, doesn't stick with me. Right. So yeah, I became a nurse because there's so much flexibility. Every day is different. Um, And I don't take my job home with me, which is like such a plus. And maybe some emotions will come along, but the work itself, yeah, it doesn't. Um, And it's been like a really rewarding career. I've learned how to like interact with a variety of people. And also um, it's definitely been such a growth journey in that to like, learn how to set up boundaries mm. with people. Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, it, it is very rewarding seeing what you can do to someone's life and help them in do a meaningful you, way. I, yeah, I can only imagine as a nurse that, that that's what it feels like. Do you find yourself compartmentalizing like other areas of your life? Like you, like it sounds like you do as a nurse like, hey, I can't, like, I take part of this home with me, but I can't let it affect my whole life. Oh, um, as a nurse itself? Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, there are some some situations that are really hard because I I think as a nurse, you're like, um, um, you are not only like dealing with it mentally, but also emotionally and physically, Mm -hmm. like it, does take a whole toll on you sure you're like helping people but it is such a hard job because a lot of times patients don't realize that the doctors aren't on the floor we're like the first person that they target when they're like pissed or like family members are just like upset you know it's like the whole anxiety and like their health is involved so we take a lot of brunt um a huge amount of it. And so it does take a toll. I mean, there were times where I like cried at work because I was just like, I, I can't do this anymore. Sometimes it does come home too. Um, but I think over the years I've learned how to um, release that energy. And the more that I got into more of the work that I'm doing right now, like I use a lot of the tools so that I'm not carrying all that baggage with me, but it is sometimes hard because I'm human too. Exactly. So, yeah. It- is that something that you learn in school? Like, do they talk about that? And when you're talk getting, what? when you're getting educated at school to be a nurse, do they talk about, Hey, you know, you're the first person that these people see before they see the doctor, you're going to get a lot of, you know, negativity coming your way, a lot of hostility. Like, is there any preparation for that mm, during nursing think- school? I think as much as there should be. I think they do tell us that like 
yeah, um, you know, you'll experience X, Y, and Z, but I don't think you fully understand it until you're in it. And I think it's gotten worse over the years. Yeah, I, um, I, I can yeah. imagine. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, uh, yeah, I don't think you're like fully prepared for what you'll deal with, but you definitely gain a lot of skills um, to... I, I'm, I'm honestly surprised there isn't more. Like, I feel like that would be like one of the big, it's like school, you know, like teach me how to like balance my checkbook. Oh my God, I sound so old, but you know, <laughs> teach yeah. me how to like yeah. balance my checkbook, how to do my taxes, how to like these yeah. really applicable things. I know I can learn anatomy and biology and all that stuff. I know I can learn all that, but you know, almost set me up for success. Like, mm-hmm as a nurse, I can only imagine what, how heavy that could be carrying someone's burden. Yeah. And maybe like nowadays the education is a little bit different. So they are educating more people, but I, I feel like when I went to school, I don't really remember that part, but I mean, nursing school is like hell in itself. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's like hard to prepare. I mean, I know for, I think I've heard from doctors that, they do have some education around just like mental health awareness and things like that. But yeah, it's like, you would think that there would be more, but there really isn't. Um, And, and it's hard uh, just with what you're like dealing with. Right. Yeah. I can imagine what, uh, if, Mm -hmm. if money and time weren't an option, would the uh, healing thing, would you be doing that like full time? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that's like where I'm like, so working towards, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, you know, we're here to help you out in any way we can, <laughs> you know. Uh, do you have your cards with you? Yes, I do. I have some cards with me. Let's see. Yeah, what kind of cards uh, do we got? Let me see here. I don't have them right by me, but um, I do have this new deck that I haven't necessarily like cleared out yet. Um, but it's called the Divine um, Animal Oracle deck. And so it's pretty, I just like love um, Ooh, all the animals. Yeah, I know, that's why I got them. I was like, these are like just so cool. Okay, so, um, so take us through this. Like, okay. what, 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 kind, what do the cards do? What kind of different cards are there? I know there's multiple different types of cards. Yeah. Like take so, us through like a session almost, you know what I mean? Okay, a session. Okay. So I guess first I'll say there's like a multitude of genres. There's like affirmation cards or just general cards that have like nice words and pictures on it. There's also oracle cards and tarot cards. I think oracle and tarot are the two that most people like recognize and are familiar with like verbally. Um, Oracle cards, someone once told me, I know it's like such a great um, explanation, or at least for me, because I'm visual too. Oracles are like, a chapter of a book, the whole thing. Tarot is like the meat of the chapter because Mm -hmm. tarot cards, each one of them has like different symbols, different meanings that are standard. And you can still use your intuition to like um, share your own interpretation about them. Oracle cards, it's like open to the reader. Mm. It might have like, for example, like these ones, it just has like, it says jackal and um, truth up above it. But basically 
it's your interpretation of what this like card means and what's coming up um, to you. And there's also a book that like tells you like different insights and meanings that you can use too. Right. Um, tarot, there is no like book that you look at necessarily that can give you additional meanings um, to it. Um, it's just I, up to the it's up to the healer's interpretation of what it. Yeah, it I mean, be. I take that back. It does. Some of them do actually come with like a book and additional like interpretations. But yeah, that's how I see it. Like the oracles are like very gen can be general, and like the tarot is very specific. I see. And, um, a lot of times people are like scared of tarot because I think there's a lot of negative connotation, and I think I even growing up was like you know, oh my gosh, the tarot cards. But then I realized like, there's a lot of beauty in tarot cards. Even the devil card doesn't have to mean like the devil. It's just meaning something's coming to an end and you're like mm -hmm. gonna come out of this like transformation or like you're letting go of some addictions or whatever. Right. Um, so you can, it's just all about your own intention and perspective of how you look at those cards. Right. And, um, uh, but yeah, when I'm doing a session with someone for card readings, I primarily gravitate towards like affirmation cards um, and oracle cards. Um, sometimes I'll use tarot, but not often. And then it's more about me connecting with that person. I necessarily don't need to know what they want to know unless it's like really coming up for them. And I um, just let the cards speak for themselves and sort of whatever messages come up, come up. Um, and the way I shuffle is a little bit different. Um, and I also let the cards fall out. And it's something that I've learned from one of my mentors too. I just feel like that's just like a natural way of like um, connecting with the cards even more. But like the not cards like, just want to come out. Yeah, yeah. And, but there's not like one right or wrong way to do it. It's just like really what connects with you. Um, and then it's always nice to just like clear your space um clear the energy because the card reading you do at that moment in time could be just completely different than the next moment but just clearing it clears that energy so it's like nice and fresh right right because if energy especially from i'm i can imagine from a healer's perspective if if your mind is kind of all over the place and vacillating then it's mm -hmm. hard then it's hard to read what's coming in mm -hmm. yeah. so, so if you can yeah. if you can steady your mind then it's like all of a sudden it's really not easy but it's way more intuitive like you trust your gut more because you're in a headspace that is exactly. more clear exactly and that's why i love helping people to quiet their mind through mm -hmm. the type of um energy healing meditations and different techniques that i talk about with them because I think our mind can really um, create that cloudiness like yeah. you're talking about. And once we find a way to quiet it down and realize that it's like we can push it aside and that's where we push the fears and doubts, we can kind of hone into the different messages maybe our body is giving us or maybe we're just like seeing different like pictures in our mind mm -hmm. that is helping us to connect with the messages. Do you have like a pre-game ritual that you do? Like before, before card reading? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just like to get centered. I like to connect with my two anchors, which is like the one that goes to the earth and the one that goes um, up to the heavens. And 
then I also connect with my own energy within and I connect with my guides, um, angels, uh, and then God, you know, God can be source or universe too. So I sometimes entertain, interchange that um, mm -hmm. term and then mother earth and like the different elements. And then I'll also connect with the person that I'm reading for. So like their energy too. Yeah. Is that just like a breathing exercise or is it more just like affirmations in your head? I would say using my breath and just finding a moment of stillness. Mm. Um, and then um, sort of in my mind, like verbalizing, like, okay, I'm going to like, I honor all of the energy that I'm working with and the supporters that I'm working with and please support me in this and love it oh um, that's that's great like asking for the help exactly right. because we're not alone in this right and you're we the, have you're, the support you're the vessel yeah that's giving yeah that's giving so I think that's mm -hmm. I think that's really important to ask yeah and I always say too like take what resonates with you and like leave the rest because obviously you as the person will know what feels good. And if it doesn't really like dive old, that's okay. Maybe it'll unveil itself down the road or maybe it won't, but it's like, we all like interpret energies like differently in the flow of vibrations. Right. And, um, and I think that's really important because a lot of times, like even when I've gone through the journey, like someone told me, Oh my gosh, you're like doing that wrong. And then I got so caught up in my head and then it's like, um then I realized from other mentors like no it's like there's so many different ways to do it true, true. yeah there's like this universal way that people are teaching but also like we are all energetic beings so we can all be in touch with right. what is most aligned with us right too. I think that openness is key because it's like yeah we're all under this umbrella of vibrations and 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 things like that but the way one person says it might not be our vibration versus another person. And so we just find these different connections and inner, you know, interwoven connections that we just kind of find and attract to our lives. Yeah. And we are all like probably saying the stuff just in different ways. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. 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 Um, would you mind doing a couple card pulls? Yeah. Let me get um, a deck. Awesome. This is going to be so good. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't, I didn't, no, this, this is okay. not, this is not planned at all. I was just like, oh, it, it would be great to, to do a few <laughs> card pulls. <laughs> Necessarily shuffle the same way every time. You might have like somewhat of a routine, but it's what's in the moment. Yeah, what's and, in the moment. Yeah, that's what's, that's what's really. Um, and then for me, I always see upside down cards as like reinforcing the right side up. Meaning some people might, see it differently so that's also right. there like all right. individual thing mm. um so the first card that came up it says my dreams reveal that magic is real and anything is possible so really digging into what dreams have been surfacing maybe using a journal um if that happens or your phone or even when you go to bed having the intention of like a question that you want answered and seeing what comes up mm. there might be patterns that you might see over time or just maybe there's like a word or a symbol or mm -hmm. a message a clear message that comes up um, talking about um using a dream journal um and using one journal that will only be your dream journal and you can always like 
date and write everything that you can remember um, and then just let it free flow right in the present tense, including the vibe, locations, emotions, people, transitions, and sensations. Um, and then over time, you might see key themes. And then at the end, you can read through all your dreams and see what's revealed to you. This is saying like, use it for 20 days, but you can do it however long or short cool. you want. That's um, funny. I usually don't remember my dreams what I've been remembering lately, so I should write it down. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. So maybe there's like some something that wants to come through for you. True, you can true. see. Yeah. And then this one, um, the next one is I allow stillness to heal and reveal. Mm. So finding those moments where you can, you know, like we talked about, like quiet the noise, um, or even if it's like those breaks that you can take maybe out in nature, um, um, using some breathing exercises or meditations that you like to listen to and allowing for that to provide you the rest and healing and also reveal different answers that you are also seeking to that may be coming up in your dreams as well. Um, this one, the ritual is a moon bath. It says when whenever you feel disconnected from spirit or foreign in your own body, confused, imbalanced, overwhelmed, um, it's time to soak some solo time under the moonlight, uh, under the moonlight. You can go outside um, in the magic of the moonlight. This is clothing's optional, absorb all her light. You can do this on the full moon. You can speak your intentions, prayers and visions. Um, you can also give your crystals and stones, uh, sort of a moon bath as well. Mm. Um, and then just allow this time to reveal, heal and recharge. I love that these cards give you like action steps. Yeah, I know. That's, That's why cool. I love the moon deck so much yeah. to use. The next one's upside down, but just really reinforcing the right setup. It's this beautiful line saying, I'm courageous, steady, and strong. Mm. So um, using those words to um, lessen the noise of like the doubts and fears that might trickle in whichever form that they might and just being completely fearless. Like the lion is like, you know, that fearless creature that just goes after things and just continuing, just like push yourself and push yourself and just mm. seeing where it goes. Cause you have that power within you and just letting it like arise and unfold. Um, the ritual uh, is about tapping into your power center and your voice and using this short yoga uh, sequence. So, kind of being in that mountain pose and then going into warrior one where your left foot is forward. Um, step your left foot back about four feet and then ground your heel and like square your hips, making sure your hips are like facing forward. Um, and then repeating five rounds of lion's breath. So where you're like inhaling in and then you're sticking your tongue out and going, Mm. And just like allowing that sound to roll and actually like creating that like lion's voice. Um, uh, and then just it says closing sit or stand in a comfortable uh, position with hands on your belly and then saying the mantra with deep breaths. I am courageous, steady and strong and just like feeling your fire like awaken within you. I think like the voice will help to like clear like vibrations and let your like energy and power flow like even more. I love that. So anyone listening, 
basically just got a free sample of what a card reader <laughs> and, and, and take it as you will. That's, that was great. Thank you so much. And that's just like a little pre, that's just like a little preview. If you ever go in person with Marianne, it's so great. It's, you get super grounded in the room. She takes really great, take, uh, takes really great care of you. Um, or even virtually, I've done virtual with you as well. Yeah. And yeah. it's, it's still, it feels really intimate, even though mm-hmm. it's virtual. So you do a really great job. Hi. Yeah. I, it's like I, energy. I like, yeah. Energy can like be sent in a variety of like ways, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. We are running short on time, but we got some okay. quick hitter questions that we need to go over that we do on every pod. Ready? Okay. Level yeah. one, level one's just like quick one word answers. Okay. So we're at level okay. one. Pizza, okay. <laughs> pizza, pizza or tacos? Pizza. Mm. Ooh. So it's two to two now. The past two have been pizza. Okay. The first, the first two were tacos. Uh, dogs. Are, <laughs> I think I know the answer to this one. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Yep. For sure. Ooh, this one's always tricky. Beach or nature? Oh, gosh. Ah, um, I'm going to say nature. Ooh, okay. Uh, vacation or staycation? Vacation. Oof, yeah. That, that one's, I need to get rid of that question. Everyone's <laughs> Everyone's saying vacation. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, we're done with the yeah. staycation. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, do you have a favorite? This is level two, so like probably more than a one-word answer. Do you have a, fr- uh-huh. a favorite treat meal or a favorite food? Um, I would say chocolate is um, chocolate and nuts. I love that. Um, I like any type of like dairy-free ice cream. Ooh. Oh, cookies, chocolate chip cookies. Yeah, any I have fa- like three. Any favorite brand of ice cream that like is a go-to? Oh, that's hard because I've always like, I'm just like exploring them mm. um, right now. Well, um, like what's the one where you're like, I need ice cream. This is the exact one I want. Do you have one? No. Okay. <laughs> like, no, just whatever, whatever's in the freezer. I'm grabbing it. Yeah. Um, do you have any hidden talents that not a lot of people know about? I feel like you're pretty open. Yeah, I'm pretty open. I'm trying to think of hidden talents. Um, oh, I um, recently I learned how to cut my own hair. Talent. Wow, there you go. <laughs> yeah. It That's was awesome. so long that I just uh, like I have to do this. Uh, do you have any current podcast or TV show obsessions that you're just binging, or are you not into that kind of stuff? No, I've been liking. I haven't been binging lately, but um, I have binged um, Shits and Crates. Yes, that show is like my favorite. I love um, that show. Yeah, and then. Um, Shaman Dirt podcast. I, I really like mm-hmm. his sort of like one-on-one. Cool. I'll have to check it out. Uh, yeah. Okay. Level three. We're getting, we're, okay. getting, we're getting deep into the levels here. Okay. What, did, what advice would you give to your younger self? I would let her know that to just like be courageous and fearless, um, to not uh, compare yourself with others and realize that perfection is non-existent um and vulnerability is like a huge strength Mm. um 
I think one last thing is like, uh, be able to like depend on yourself first versus depending on others to do stuff for you. Good answer. Good answer. Uh, any short-term and long-term goals that you have? Yes. Uh, well, definitely like, um, to be doing my energy healing business full time. Um, I want to write a book. I actually wrote a nonfiction book years ago. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So I need to like work on that at some point, but a not, um, or sorry, a fiction book. I wrote a fiction book years <laughs> ago. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I want to, I want to work on my nonfiction, but, um, I think traveling, traveling the world when we can, um, and also exploring the U S um, and then uh, creating more of like a virtual community for people. Um, and I don't know, doing something with a very large group of people is what I like mm. feel. And um, like an event? In terms of like, I am more like providing them like an energy healing, like. Got it. So I have like a few manifesting type of like visions and one is just me on a stage providing something for a large group of people um yeah love that uh what's your there's why? like a, my why is yeah. um you know I'm doing this because of what I went through and um I just want people to feel loved and be able to know that there is so much more for them and that um to help them to like quiet the noise because that is something that I wish I had um sort of like when I was growing up to like be able to have those tools to quiet down my fears and doubts so that I can like own my own power and come into this awakening of like, okay, this is who I am. And there's this like fast world to explore and Amazing. to be, help people to like release these pent up emotions or energies um, that really doesn't serve them. Amazing. Uh, you're really great at it. Um, one final thing, you were actually shouted out on a previous pod to be on this <laughs> podcast uh, by uh -huh. Colleen Freeze. She was like, you need to get oh, this nice. I know, it was great. Yeah. And uh, obviously you're already on my list of people. So I was like, oh, I'm gonna reach out to her right now because it's perfect. Yeah. Um, who would you want to hear on the Off the Waitlist podcast? And, and you need to help me get them on. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Shanti, but I was like, <laughs> do I have connections to get there you him go. on? There you go. There you go. That's, that's going to come. That's going to come. I'm going to force him to do it. Maybe on like episode 50 or something, we'll make it a big episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see someone. Um, I mean, I love Hannah. Mm. So yeah. There you go. Hannah, Hannah, we're coming after mm. you. Yeah. I'll slide into our DMs. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for taking the time out. What I do at the end of every podcast is I allow my guests to kind of let people know where they can find you, how they can get hooked up with you, the social media channels. It's not self-promotion because I am forcing you to do it. So Marianne, take it away. Um, so you can find me on my website, www.theignitedsoul.com. You can also reach out to me via email, marianne at theignitedsoul.com. 
Instagram is just at Marianne Stansel. Um, and if you ever just want to text and stuff, um, you can text me at 206-401-848, I believe is the number um, that I'm using. So um, yeah, I'm just here to support you in your own growth journey. And I hope to, um, you know, come across you sometimes. There's just so much wealth of knowledge within you and like your power within is just growing um, each and every day. You can definitely release out all the energies that need to come out and, um, and just grow and be able to manifest all that you want to. So. Love it. Love it. Yo, she dropped her digits, y'all. Be sure to hit her up. You won't regret it. Uh, thank you again so much for taking the time out of your busy day. I appreciate it so much. Always great talking to you. And I'm going to book, I'm going to, I'm going to book a session soon. Yeah. I'd love that. All right. Okay. Thank you. you Bye. Bye.